0: Hey everyone. So you know it here and welcome to super Myers breaks, turbo EX. Sometimes I have to remember which show I'm talking to, <laughs> I'm talking to, uh, cause I do multiple podcasts and I almost forgot which show this is. <laughs> um, welcome to super Myers breaks, turbo EX the, the show that is going to be blasting the competition. Um, That's a little thing that I do with my show Dopamine, like I come up with like a weird simile or whatever, but I'm trying to come up with like a different thing I should do for this show. I'm really not sure yet, but this is only episode three. Welcome. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about appealing to someone's decision-making function. Uh, Decision-making function is typically the T or the F In, uh, the Myers-Briggs system. So you're thinking or feeling, but there are also different attitudes associated with thinking and feeling, uh, extroverted feeling and extroverted and extroverted thinking or introverted feeling or introverted thinking. And, um, if you want someone to buy your product, to go along with you on something to, um, to agree with you to, or to maybe back down, you need to find ways to appeal to different people's decision-making functions. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today on Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Okay. Okay, welcome to the show. Hi, how you guys doing? I hope everything is good. I hope you're doing okay today, whether you're at the gym or in your car, or you're just standing around your apartment like a weirdo, or I don't know, standing in the middle of the street trying to play chicken with cars and still listening to podcasts. I don't know what your thing is, but whatever you're doing today, I hope it's going well. (laughs) Um, Today, we're talking about uh, appealing to your decision-making function. And just a little side note, if the intro sounded a little loud, it's because I left my speakers on, and my speakers also act as... Audio monitors, and it, there may have been a little bit of an echo, but that's fine. I'm not going to worry about it so much because I am perfe- perceiver in the Myers Briggs uh, system, which means I, you know, I'm not too worried about uh, being too buttoned up in any kind of way. Um, I certainly project to the world that I'm a little bit more relaxed, and uh, you know, but internally, I'm pretty organized. So, but we're going to talk about that in other episodes. Today, we're going to talk about appealing to the decision-making function of yourself or someone else or if you're going on an interview or um trying to to land a relationship uh sometimes finding out someone's decision making function can kind of get you in the door metaphorically speaking that is not a vagina joke and uh <laughs> it was um but today we're going to talk about how what those decision making functions are and what it really means in comparison to the four letter code so This one's going to be slightly a little bit more advanced. I'm going to jump around between um, more advanced topics and more basic topics. But ultimately, if you go to cnote.media and sign up for the Easy Mode course, you should be able to keep up – with what we're talking about here, but I'll I'll do my best to assume that you know nothing about Myers-Briggs. So Myers-Briggs, there's the four-letter code. You know, for me, I'm an INTP, and the four-letter code is in reference. It's a way for you to unlock and figure out uh, what your cognitive functions are because it is just a lot easier for the masses to understand the four-letter code versus the cognitive functions. If, if you, I were to just tell you what your cognitive functions are, it wouldn't necessarily make much sense. Um, and it would just be kind of confusing to dive into immediately, but if you reference it in relation to your four letter code, uh, it's a little bit easier to understand. So there are introverted and extroverted attitudes associated to learning styles and thinking styles. Your learning styles are the N or the S in your Myers-Briggs system, intuition or sensing. And then the, um, Decision-making styles are your thinking or your feeling, the T or the F in the Myers-Briggs system. And each of those have individual uh, introversion or extroverted attitudes to them. This does not mean that you are extroverted or introverted as a whole. This just means that your preference for each sort of thing relies within a, a different attitude. So for example, I'm an INTP. So my overall preference for attitude is introversion, but I'm a perceiving type. That means that I prefer to extrovert my percept, my perceiving type. That means my learning style, my N, the intuition is going to be extroverted. So the NP essentially means that I am an extroverted intuitive. If I was a TJ, that would mean that I am an extroverted thinker. Uh, and that's the style of extroversion that I prefer to show. But overall, I'm an introvert. So since my perceiving function, my intuition, is going to be the extroverted function, that means that my introverted, my thinking, my my decision-making style, is going to fit into my overall preference, which is going to be the introversion. So that's what the J or the P really stands for. It really helps you to denote which Aspect of you is extroverted, so you can determine if you know whether or not the other one is introverted or the opposite style. So, again, if you're an ENFJ, for example, the J is going to denote that you prefer to extrovert your decision making style, so that means you're going to be an extroverted feeler, and because your overall preference is extroversion. that means you're going to lead with that extroverted feeling and then that means your secondary function, which is going to be a learning style and it's going to have the opposite attitude, is going to be mean that you're going to be an introverted intuitive. so that's kind of like a basic quick rundown of what that all means. Um, so when you're when I'm talking about appealing to someone's decision making function, we're talking about appealing to whether or not they are an uh, introverted feeler, introverted uh, thinker, extroverted feeler, and extroverted thinker. So we're really looking at whether or not they are a TP or a TJ or an FJ or an FP. So FPs and TPs are going to be introverted thinkers uh, and introverted feelers, respectively. And then extroverted Uh, FJs rather are going to be extroverted feelers and TJs are going to be extroverted thinkers. Uh, Now they are very, very different in terms of attitude. It does not necessarily mean that extroverted attitudes for each of these types are people focused. Honestly, the only type that is most naturally people focused is going to be an extroverted feeler. Extroverted feelers are going to make sure that we're going to want to make sure that people's needs are met, that people are taken care of, that those around them are loved and maintained and have a sense of harmony and community and, uh, prefer to make sure that other people are, you know, happy and sometimes that can come off as someone avoiding conflict but uh typically the most healthier extroverted feelers are going to learn how to resolve conflict and work through conflict and see the merits of that and eventually on and bring people along with them to the other side of conflict so that everyone can grow and develop together for example um oprah winfrey is an enfj and um most likely and she is the type that has brought up people with her in her career. So, you know, she takes care of herself, um, but she takes care of others as well. So she's developed her career, but she's had an eye for talent and people that she loves and believes in and has been a part of her community. She's lifted up. She gave Rachel Ray her career, uh, other people that she's helped build up in her that have worked for her in the past. And she's built up to also be mega successful. So that's a good example of extroverted feeling and, um, extroverted feelers are also pretty much in tune with navigating social, the social world really well. And naturally, and, um, typically can coordinate people really well. They can understand people's needs and their emotions and where they fit into certain structures. Um, Extroverted feelers would be really good, like wedding planners, things like that, because they understand the emotional components. They understand the places and, and, and uh, places that people need to be and where they can be most, um, most happy and most effective. Um, and speaking of effectiveness, extroverted thinkers are going to be the next one. And they are going to be more concerned if we're going by the personality hacker terminology, um, which I recommend going to check out their website. Uh, Personality hacker uses the term effectiveness, which I agree is a really, really great term to use to describe an extroverted thinker. They are going to be more focused and concerned with uh, setting up systems and having people work in conjunction with each other. So it, it can be about people, but it's not necessarily going to be people and emotion focused. They actually may be, uh, exhausted by, or, um, annoyed mostly by any needless emotional component that's going to be uh, involved in setting up some kind of system. So, um, you know, for example, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is an extroverted thinker. He's an INTJ and he is most likely he's, you know, all of his stuff is based on technology and systems and, uh, you know, he's, he's using his intuition to make it a people thing. But for the most part, his ability was rooted in being able to systemize and systematize rather um, the emotional component that people wanted. You know, that the, it initially launched as like a kind of a dating thing, like people wanted to know a little bit about each other's lives. And he just kind of found a way to systematize that so that so people can – more efficiently connect with one another. And that's what really it's it's about, you know, finding the efficient cogs in the wheel to um, cogs in the system to, to eliminate things that aren't working and get things, you know, get people closer together. Uh, Not necessarily people, but it could be, you know, systems and processes and, and all of that stuff. And then, uh, to, to kind of, again, I'm going to work through these kind of quickly. Um, if you want to go into more depth, you can go into, um, go to cnote.media and again, check out the easy mode course. But, um, and then we're going to move on to introverted thinking, which is more about, um, both introverted thinking and introverted feeling is about identity or their sense of self, um, more than anything. So, your introverted thinking is going to be more of a logical philosophical type. That's me. I, am, I lead with introverted thinking. So literally my style of podcasting is you're experiencing introverted thinking. I have no script in front of me. This is me just talking about what I know. This is my sense of logic. This is what I understand. Uh, and, and introverted thinkers are going to typically cover all of the details of what they're interested in. So if I'm looking into a product, I'm going to likely look into a bunch of reviews. I'm going to look into the technical specs and I'm going to know if someone's being a phony because individualism is pretty strong with introverted thinkers. And it's similar to introverted feelers. Introverted feelers are more concerned with authenticity. However, um, someone being true to who they are and from a, from an emotional standpoint, they're going to be more concerned, um, with, and again, these are the FPs in the Myers Briggs system: ENFPs and INFPs, ISFPs and, and I, uh, ESFPs. They are going to be the ones that are um, more concerned with with how something feels to them. You know, if something feels right, uh, and if someone is being genuine, they're usually very concerned with that. Whereas, in contrast, introverted thinker thinkers are going to be concerned with the data and how the data fits together. And if it makes sense or not, it's not necessarily um, both processes, both introverted uh, decision-making processes, introverted thinking and introverted, introverted feeling are going to be more concerned with um, it's, it's a subjective process. So it's how I feel and they have to go out into the world to learn other bits of information uh, to apply to their introverted world. And um, another way to think about introversion and extroversion is, their sense of reality. So introverts are going to have a sense of reality that is within their own mind. And extroverts are going to look at reality as the X ex- outside world. Um, so introverts have to bring in new information into their world for it to be a little bit more accurate, but it also allows introverted thinkers and introverted feelers to play with ideas that the ex the outside world might not play with because they might be biased by reality essentially. So the ways to appeal to each of these functions is to think about the things that they think about. So extroverted feelers are going to want to make sure that other people's needs are met, right? So you got to give them room to do that. You have to give them and enable them to be able to do that. Give them the space. And, um, but also make sure that they're you know with each of these you have to kind of allow for boundaries to be set because there are certainly healthy and unhealthy versions of each of these but extroverted feelers are going to make sure, make sure needs are met so if you're marketing a product to an extroverted feeler you're going to want to make sure that this is something that not only makes them feel good but can help their family help their kids help their brothers and sisters or someone that can something that they can do that can enable them to be better at that Um, you know, it's like, like a lot of cleaning products are marketed towards extroverted feelers. They're like, Oh, the family's happier. The house is cleaner. Everything's great. (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. It's kind of, that's kind of a lowbrow example, but, uh, that's, that's the result of that. Extroverted thinkers are going to be a little bit more concerned as to like what works. They're going to be more, they're going to want to see the before and after they're going to want to see results. They're going to want to see how this thing has been effective and, basically seeing if it's flawless. They're going to be a little bit more, um, their TJs are probably going to fit a little bit more into the perfectionist sort of channel as it were. But, um, also they're just going to want to see that something works. They're going to be more likely to want to see the numbers, the, the true data, the extroverted data, the outside world data, the scientific method proven. Uh, and sometimes it's, you know, proven by people, you know, reviews, peer reviewed stuff, they're going to want to see something that's effective. So if you're trying to market to an extroverted thinker, you're going to want to find ways to appeal to them through testimonials, through uh, proven data, through stories, through, um, uh, through numbers essentially, and maybe even put them through the the product or have them try it out and certainly experience how effective it is. Um it's getting warmer. I'm going to take off my hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I liked how cool it was this morning though. <laughs> I'm ready for fall. Um uh then introverted thinkers are again they're going to be more likely to do a lot of the research and really dive into something that they're really interested in. So if I'm going to be doing research on uh you know a new PC for example, I'm going to look into all of the details of what makes a PC most effective, but also most effective for me. So uh, I need to look into the reviews, look at other people's experiences, uh, compare the data to what I want and making sure that it all stacks up. I'll also be able to tell if somebody's being a phony, somebody's trying to sell me a, um, a a fake version of the product. That's a train. If you heard that noise, (laughs) that happens every once in a while. Um, they're pretty far away. And then, um actually, I don't even know where they are uh, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> um, introverted thinking is going to be more concerned with with doing a lot of the research, so if you're going to try to appeal to an introverted thinker, you want to put all of the research in one spot you want to make sure that they don't have to go out of your page if you're doing a landing page. Um, you want to make sure that they're not uh, that you've covered all of the bases that you've because you know we're logical thinkers we're going to look at every angle that we can and consider all of the options and possibilities. So if, um, you know, if there's multiple configurations of a PC, for example, that you're trying to sell to someone, you want to find, uh, figure out the most, the, the most effective configurations that allow for individual options, but also is the most, you know, effective. You're not going to give me like a cheap product that looks cool. Cause then that's going to be really frustrating. So, um, you know, I hope hopefully that, that makes sense. And, um and then for introverted feelers, they're going to be uh, focused on individual and authenticity. So when you speak to them, you need to be speaking in you language, like you're speaking to them one on one, like, this is going to help you feel better. This is going to help you, um, you know, find the path to being your true oneself or sometimes spiritual language works for introverted feelers. Um, It really depends on what will appeal to that type of introverted feeler. Uh, So they're going to be more concerned with, with feeling a sense of, identity and individuality and they want to be treated as such and talked to as such If they feel like they're just one of many, then, you know, it's not going to feel really, really good to them. So, um, that appeals in relationships as well to all of these different types. You know, if you're speaking to an extroverted feeler, um, you want to make sure that their needs are respected and listened to. And that means like doing your part, you know, taking care of, they're going to let li- more likely appreciate acts of service, making sure the house is clean and taken care of. Um, that the things that they want are appreciated and listened to and respected, and that they are not being misinterpreted as being controlling. Um, extroverted thinkers are going to want to probably have fewer words. (laughs) Uh, They're going to be fulfilling jobs. They're going to be trying to most likely just – do the most, uh, effective or efficient method of communicating, uh, which can be a challenge. And certainly it doesn't mean that they're, um, they should be devoid of emotion. Everyone has an opposing feeler or thinking aspect to them as well that they need to work on and develop. And, um, sometimes thinkers can be a little bit in- insensitive and, and that's a challenge for them, but understand that they are, their version of showing affection is going to be typically making things easier for you. Uh, and then, uh, introverted thinkers are, there's going to be this challenge because they're again, not going to be super talkative, but if they are, they they feel so comfortable with you that they are brought into your world that you bring them or, or yeah, you, you are able to be brought into their world. Um, they'll be much more open with you and they'll share more of your thoughts with you and their thoughts with you. And, um, and, uh, they just appreciate being respected and appreciated for the way that they think and their intelligence, um, because TPs are typically some of the more intelligent uh, generally in the Myers-Briggs system. So we certainly appreciate that sort of um, affirmations and those sort of affirmations and and feedback in that sense. So if you want to appeal to our decision-making function, uh, certainly make sure that um, – if you want to pr- pr- propose a new idea, a new thing to do, that you've considered all of the details that you can, or at least let them also work through the details, and don't shut them down for working through a process. And then introverted feelers, which I admittedly have the most difficult time understanding, uh, they're 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 a bit elusive to me. <laughs> um, but uh, you certainly want to treat them as individuals. You want to make sure that they are their intentions are being respected, that they, if they're trying to find a new job or they're having difficulty expressing something that you give them the room to do that, that, that even though they're working through an issue or they're upset by something or they're having their emotions, that it doesn't necessarily mean that their intention is conveyed by the emotions that they're projecting, that their intentions are certainly what they like. They're capable Just like introverted thinkers are capable of deep thought, introverted feelers are capable of deep emotion. So they can empathize and understand why someone might do a bad thing, but they don't want to be misinterpreted as someone being a, being a bad person because they can understand what it means to be a bad person. So, Again, that's really tricky, but for the most part, like their intentions is probably the one thing that you can focus on and listen to them and be ready and be patient. I think introverted feelers are going to involve a lot of patience from partners. Uh, So that's kind of a quick rundown of what you can do, whether you're trying to market to decision-making functions or, you know, try to improve your relationship. I kind of talked about it when you're in relationships with those types. um, And honestly, it it is... um, that's probably where it's better served because a lot of people tend to use Myers Briggs as a means to discriminate against different types. And when it comes to dating, and when it comes to looking for someone, so it's like you know making a decision to look for an ENFJ, for example, is is discriminatory and it's not helpful because an ENTJ can be can be much more in touch with their emotions than an ENFJ who is immature. Right. So there are totally different factors at play all of the time. And you certainly need to consider that in every situation that you go in with different types of people. They've got different types of upbringing and cultural bias and uh, parental things and uh, life situations. Everybody's got different things, mental illness. They've, we've got all sorts of different things that we're all dealing with. And it does not mean that uh, an ENFJ is going to be more people focused than an INTP. Uh, you know, there could be, or, or more effective with people than an INTP. Cause like I've developed my extroverted feeling to be able to be a little bit more caring than maybe a young ENFJ who is still trying to work through the controlling aspect of being an ENFJ you know what i mean so it doesn't necessarily mean that your myers briggs type is going to it's going to manifest as like this perfect version of the description every single time it's going to be varying stages of maturity and there are going to be other things that are at play because ultimately we are stacking on top of ourselves on top of this Myers-Briggs type. We are stacking biases. We are stacking all sorts of things on top of it to create different versions of ourselves that adapt to society and social norms and things like that. So it gets really tricky. It gets really nuanced. But again, when it comes to dating or marketing, uh, it does not mean that you need to discriminate and, and market specifically to different types. But it certainly helps that if your product appeals to different types, that you can make that one of your marketing tracks. You know, you can find a way to appeal to FPs and then find a way to appeal to FJs because different language is going to work for different types. Right. So you can certainly use Myers Briggs to do that. And then you can kind of do the same thing with, with dating a little bit, you know, you can start to look towards maybe a, a loose section of different types of people. Maybe you would prefer an extroverted intuitive, but again, just because you had a bad experience with an INFJ doesn't mean the next INFJ is going to be that same bad experience. Right. So, uh, just be careful with that and to not discriminate so um, appealing to someone's decision making function is going to be the best way to connect with someone to make them feel valued, make them feel loved and cared for and respected and um, you know these are something that these are things that we need to consider and think about as we go forward in our lives and start to learn more about myers briggs and um and and how we can use it to our advantage in positive ways. So um, that's going to be it. If you guys want to check out my Myers-Briggs courses, you can go to cnote.media. There's also a link here on anchor. You can just click the link and go straight to the easy mode course. There's also an advanced course. If you go to super MD super you can go to the advanced course. And if you guys want to leave a donation to this show, you can go to uh, anchor.fm slash super and there is a support this podcast button. You can leave ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine a month donation to the show. I would absolutely appreciate it and help me keep this show going. And let me know if you want to hit me up with a voice message here on Anchor, or hit me up at Let's Go C Note on any on a uh, Twitter specifically. Really, um, I'm happy to answer any questions, talk about any topics that you want to talk about, and um, you know always love to do Q and A's and help people and uh, do any kind of consulting or anything like that. So uh, that's it for this episode. I hope you learned a little bit about appealing to decision-making functions and uh, I'll catch you next time on super Myers-Briggs turbo EX. Hey, thanks for listening to super Myers-Briggs turbo EX. We're going to help you with Myers-Briggs and all that fun stuff. And, uh, if you want to jump straight into the advanced course, go to super training. You want to check out my other shows, go to dopamine.life for mental, my mental health podcast. And you can go to cnote.show to check out the media podcast. So if you love this show, go to anchor.fm slash super and leave some love, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And, uh, most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to super Myers-Briggs turbo X.